where we last left off. The uh, party were in combat, um, taking on uh, the memory of the day that Yinagu and many of his demons attacked uh, attacked the, the, the village of Idleness, the home of one Beatrice. Uh, so we just had um, Mordenkainen uh, was last on the or was first on the initiative, last to go in the last episode, and he uh, used a wish to heal everyone before. That's right. He uh, he was down, I think. All right. So, but he is still concentrating on that fly spell. So, Sevia, you and he still have a fly speed. Um, so next in the initiative is Fall. Right, yeah, so Fall had just uh, seen that his many, many wounds had healed. He looks over to Conray to check if he's okay, who Conray was in quite a bad state. Then uh, realises that it was Mordenkainen that did this and he was like, Mordenkainen, I guess you're not always that bad. And now, um, Fall is going to make the most of this opportunity to rush at Unigru and to a flurry of blows. Alright. Um, now, so your speed is... 45. I can just reach him. Yeah, you literally just. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All Excellent. Right. So that's a 23 to hit. Uh, 23 on Unigru. Uh, yes, that hits. Fantastic. So do a blow with the staff of striking. Um, that's 11 damage, and I'm going to do uh, two charges. Additional damage. So right. that's an extra uh, nine damage on top of that. All right, so 20 damage all up. Yes. Brilliant. And that's force damage, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning from the staff itself and then force from the charge. Yes, that's yeah. correct, yes. Okay, and now he's going to go and go in for a kick. And that is uh, 19 to hit. And 19 just misses. Yeah, very high AC. Yeah. Okay, another blow with the staff. Um, that's a 22 to hit. 22 will hit. Awesome. So you're just whacking away at his ankle here, basically. Yes, I'm just going at his ankle, <laughs> essentially. Um, so that was 11 damage. I'm going to do another okay. um, two charges. All right. That's another seven damage then. Seven so damage. 18 damage oh. total. All right. And then a final blow, a final just kick to the ankle. <laughs> Isn't at 20? Okay. <laughs> so I get, unfortunately, not that banana. Um, that is 26 plus 5, so uh, 12, 17 damage plus my roll, which is 15. So uh, 32. Excellent. Fantastic. Yinagu uh, yeah, is shaky, guys. <laughs> Fantastic! Yes, I just wail on him, and then I'm going to um, use the extra ten feet of movement that I get to, while staying within his range, to just kind of go in between um, 
Sevier and Beatrice. Alright. So like, are, are you guys alright as well? So 10 feet of movement? Yep. So get yeah, just over there. Kind of here from where you were. Alright. Awesome. That's my go. Alright, so next in initiative order is Beatrice. Uh, Beatrice. With, uh, uh, with Conrad on deck. Is, uh, uh, I am fine. It's all good. Um, and she saying that uh, Unigu is a little bit shaky. She's going to bonus action slay his prey on him and then take a swat at him. 27 to hit. 27 will certainly hit. And because uh, Fall is there... Yes, you do get sneak attacks. Sneak attack. So I need those. Those. Not the biggest roll I've ever done. But that's... um, Twenty-four points of damage. Four. Okay. Of radiant damage. All right. Uh, that unfortunately doesn't um, modify the the damage type or the damage amount at all, but it's still still a solid twenty-four damage. And then she goes again. Twenty-four to hit. That will hit. Very good to hit on this one. And so that's 12 points. All right. Damage. All right. And that's the end of your turn? It is indeed. Uh, At the end of your turn, I believe Yinigu's still got two legendary actions left this round. He might have all three, but uh, what I need is reliant on two. He's going to use his savage legendary action and make a bite attack against every creature within 10 feet of him. So that's everyone except for Conrad and Morlinkainen. Um, so, let's start. Um, that's a 26 against you four. Um, a 27 against Beatrice. A... <laughs> Uh, 31 against Sevia. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I rolled a 15. He has a plus 16 to hit. Place is on that 20, I guess. <laughs> and then a uh, dirty 20 against the Brock. Um, so, um, so fall, you take 10 points of damage. Um, Beatrice, you take 14. Um, this is all piercing damage, but I don't believe anyone has resisted. <laughs> Sorry, CB, you take 18. Uh, at that, I'm going to do a sentinel attack. All right. Well, to hit. That's a nice thing at his ankle. Um, that is a uh, 24 to hit. 24 will certainly hit. Um, and the Brock also takes 18. Uh, so he takes 14 damage. 
14 damage. Okay. Alright, um, so next is Conrad. Uh, Alright, so Conrad would have like woken up with a, like, a revive of a start, um, a temp, like momentarily with no breath and then breath as basically the wish just forces him back into life. Um, <laughs> he nearly died. Um, and, um, he just like wakes up, just looks around days at like the blood all around him because that would still be there. He just has blood back again now. <laughs> um, and there's a weird sensation of like you're probably feeling the most yourself you have in quite a while. Things are both very, very loud in his head and very, very quiet. Um, mm. And he just kind of just, he's just still just, just keeps shaking his head as he's trying to just like clear whatever is going on. Um, so he's going to use uh, so half of his movement to get up. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to bonus action dash to get into melee range with our friend. Because Connor doesn't learn. (laughs) Um, I presume he'd be able to get there, or would he be able to get there with like his dash and his um half movement? Uh, so yeah, so with the bonus action dash and then your half movement, that gets you to 45. Um, all right. And you still get um, your action left. I'm gonna try and stab with my rapier. Yeah, Um, roll to hit. I'm just going to really quickly double check to see if it would still have flames on it. Bonus action. So you drop or sheath it. So would I have dropped my... I probably would have dropped my sword then. You probably would have. Yeah, yeah. So it does, I don't have the bonus fire. That's all right. Yeah. Um. Either way, that's some damage. Uh, so that's the 27 to hit. So that 27 hit. certainly hits. Yep. Um, and so and you D8. do get sneak attack because yeah. there are lots of folks around. Heck yeah. So, um, so a six plus a seven, so 13 points of damage plus my sneak attack, which is, hang on, that's my D6. Uh, six, so eight, and what's that? Um, uh, and 10 additional points of sneak attack damage. Right. Piercing. 23 for your first yep. hit, I believe. Second hit, um, second hit. Is a 20. I don't know if that hits. Just hits. That's it just hits. exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so D8. Another 6. So 13 points of damage. Um, and right. then I don't get sneak attack for that no. one. So that's the end of his turn. All right. Um, it is the Vrock's go. Um, the Vrock. I can't remember whether it's... I don't think it still has its... Currently has its spores. It doesn't get it back either way. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna use its stunning screech. So can I get everyone, because everyone's within twenty feet of it, uh, to roll me a Constitution saving throw? Yinagu doesn't have to because he is a demon and is therefore immune to this. This is music to his ears. Hmm. Uh, Kainen is too far away to be affected by the brunt of this. I got a nineteen. Nineteen. That is a success. I got a four. Four. Okay, that is a failure. Xavier. Eleven. That is a failure. Beatrice. Fifteen. Fifteen. That is a success. So, Xavier and Fall, the two of you are stunned. Um, Beatrice and Conrad, you're fine. You, you like. There is a shrieking in your ears. 
Um, but you're able to kind of. Oh, the noise is back out. again. <laughs> uh, something like that. Um, all right, then it's Yinagu's turn, which means that he gets all his uh, all of his legendary actions back. Um, but he can't use it until the end of someone else's turn. Um, so, Yinagu is going to, um, yeah, multi-attack, um, three flails. So the first flail will be against, who do I want to be against? Um, I am gonna, because Yinagu is demon, force of chaos, gonna roll a d4. Uh, go. Conrad, Paul, Beatrice, Sevia. One, two, three, four. One, two, three is Beatrice. You're gonna take the first flail attack, um, which is a 25 to hit. And he's going to add, what effect is he going to also try to add to this? Okay, uh, roll me a constitution saving throw as you also take 21 points of bludgeoning damage. That's a 22. 22, that is a success, so you are not paralyzed. Sorry, how much damage was it? Uh, 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Cool. Alright, uh, second attack is going to go to, uh, that is Conray. Um, okay. Uh, that is a 20, a dirty 20 to hit. That hits 19 okay. is Conrad's AC. Okay. Um, Not readily enough. He's still just completely dazed. Is this going to be, uh, need to re-roll that. Need to re-roll that. I'm trying to, okay, there we go. This is going to be the one that does the two, the extra bludgeoning damage. Um, so... Oh, that's already 21 plus uh, 14, so a grand total of 35 points of bludgeoning damage. Alright, uh, he's 35. Alright. Yes. So he again gets knocks for 6. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. That's a third of your hit points in one flail smash. Um, he doesn't learn. And the third attack will go to... That is a four on the D4. I am so sorry, Sevia. This is, I will roll in case it is a nat one. The dice have decided, but, it's fine. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't an auto crit, it would have crit anyway. Did you nat 20? I did. Hit me, let's go. Um, just just out of curiosity, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, so. Either way, it would have been 30 plus. Um, hmm. Uh, you're also going to have to make me a wisdom saving throw for this. Wisdom. Okay. Yes. You should be good at this. Okay, I rolled low on the damage. <gasps> Natural 20 on my wisdom okay, save. Okay, so you are not confused. Not 20 you are just in. You are not confused. You are just... Uh, you are just stunned and in a lot of pain. Uh how many points of pain, Darby? So, uh, 23 points of bludgeoning damage. Because I only and rolled a 20. 2 on the dice. Yeah, I only rolled a 2 on the dice, plus oh the 9, God. so that's 11, 
plus the the 12. Um, so 23. Uh, I believe that still gets you below half your hit points between that and the other yeah. attack you've taken. Yeah. Squishy wizards. Um, uh, and it is your turn, although I don't think there's much you can do because you are stunned. Yes, uh, there was a question. So I can't move, which means I can't get up. Mm. And I can speak falteringly. Yes. But I have a question. And you automatically fail strength and dex saves. Uh, and attack roll against she, you have advantage. She basically already uh, fails those. Yeah. Okay, um, this is going to be a little bit of a, of a Hail Mary, because I both don't think it's going to work, and uh, I also think he's going to save, but just a quick little question. Is Yanogu an undead? He's king of the no. undead. No? No, he's Aww. not king of the undead. I thought he, he was a, a prince of- He is a demon lord, not an undead lord, a demon lord. I think he should count as an undead. He's in hell. Okay, um, cool. Also, because you're incapacitated, you can't take actions or reactions. So I can only do bonus actions. <laughs> no. Actually, I guess technically you can. Like it doesn't say anything about incapacitated creatures not being able to take bonus actions. Now I mean, those are technically actions, but technically yeah. it doesn't yeah. say you can't. Yeah. Mm. You just can't move, and you can speak only falteringly. Okay. So you would be very restricted on what bonus actions you could take. Considering I only have one actual bonus action spell. Um, Is it something that requires somatic components? Yep, so I can't do so it. So you can't even do it? Nope. Unfortunately. Uh, it would have been cool if I could have, but that's mm. fine. Um, uh, I'm sorry, but at the end of your turn, Yinigu's going to... Uh, gonna use his his savage again like you've got on him me. on the ropes on everyone that's how savage oh. works um so he's gonna it's make me. a bite attack <laughs> against everyone so conrade first um yeah fair. that is a oh just because of the rotation here yeah awesome. um that's a 23 to hit that hits um, but low damage, low damage, 11 points of uh, piercing damage as his teeth gnash into you. He's not having a time of it. <laughs> uh, second attack is... Uh, oh, were you were you stunned? No, who was stunned? It was Fall and Sevia, wasn't it? That's it. So Fall, uh, yeah, so this is going to have advantage and as long as it hits, it's an auto crit. Um, which it does. So it is uh, high damage. Um, Twenty-eight points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, um, Beatrice, this one actually, in, well, again, like, like that's twenty, which is above your AC. Um, so that is uh, 15 points. Uh, 
And finally, Sevia again, just like full advantage as long as it. <laughs> and again, redundant natural 20. My Beyond Dice this apparently hate, my Beyond Dice apparently hate you tonight. Um, so that is for a total of twenty-five points of uh, of damage. So. Just a quick question: because Fall and I have now taken damage, do we get to save against being stunned? No, not with Gross. this. Not with hate this that. particular stun effect. Um, cool. There is an end state to it. There is an end state. Um, but yeah. Uh, Mordenkainen, because of his weakened state, is just going to uh, bolt back up into the air. And he's going to launch a firebolt at, um, at Yunagoo. Because he can't really do all that much else without causing harm to himself at the moment. Um, so, that is natural one. Yikes. Uh, okay, yep. Literally the only roll I could have made that would have missed. Uh, Look, as long as he, do, he doesn't, he, he does miss, he doesn't accidentally just shoot one of us instead. I am happy with this. Um, he can rest for the six, six seconds. Um, all right, let's, uh, yeah, Yinagoo's, Yinagoo's is, uh, kind of desperate at this point. So he's going to do a, a swat away attack. Uh, with his last letter reaction for this round um, against Fall. Actually, uh, no, Fall is stunned, so... <laughs> Beatrice. Uh, Beatrice, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Okay. Uh, so that is a 28 to hit. Um... And max damage, 21. All right, uh, Fall, your go. You are stunned. I don't believe there is anything you can do unless there is a bonus action that is, well, you, you've got you've got technically healing word, I think is verbal only and bardic inspiration. Oh, so I can do uh, verbal only? You um, technically could. Okay, um, I think Fall is just gonna kind of just like be like, uh, just like start shaking and look very stunned and out of it and just kind of like looking between um, a Unigo and the uh, Vrock. Um, but then kind of like uh, fixes his eyes on uh, probably Savia and then is going to say, um, uh, hang in there everyone. And I'm gonna cast a uh, mass healing word. Which does not heal a lot. No. <laughs> at all. But um, everyone will take six health. Just double checking so that like is. Up to six people. Just double it's checking just that verbal. is purely verbal. Okay. Yeah. It's a bonus action verbal. Alright. So, yeah, everyone that's taken damage um, takes six healing. Um. 
Alright. Um, um, I forgot to do this at the top of the round, but at the top of... Yeah, uh, at the top of the next round, uh, the cackling demon lord shuts his maws and narrows his eyes, gazing up towards the sky as a beam of radiant light pierces the haze. A powerful angel streaks down from above, followed by a gold-furred mammoth with feathered wings. The angel slashes her sword across Yinagu's chest and utters a spell. The portal opens behind the Demon Lord as the mammoth rams its head into Yinagu. Demon Lord is sent tumbling back through the portal, which quickly closes behind him. Um, right. There is still the matter of the Vrock, though, so... And I believe it's Beatrice's turn. Yes. So... Beatrice is going to turn around and look at the the rock and be like, "There, time for you to piss off," and is gonna take a couple of swipes at him. So, first one is you won't get sneak attack because Sevier is incapacitated at the moment. Twenty six to hit. That will certainly hit. Her. And that's. 12 points of damage. 12 points. It is still up, but incredibly shaky. 24 to hit. 24 will certainly hit. And that's another 10 points of damage. All right. And that is enough to have the rock uh, explode out with Ica. Can I get a constitution saving throw from Paul, Beatrice, and Sevia? 21. 21's fine. 20. Dirty 20. 20 is fine. Sevia? I thought it was a bad roll, but then I checked my thing. Uh, 17? That is... That is by far like successful phew DC is only 10 for this oh for um, god yeah I don't want leg arms <laughs> the odds of yeah. you getting leg arms were slim there are yeah. many many effects but never uh. zero <laughs> we still in initiative uh, we are not So. Are Sevier and I still stunned? Uh, no. No. Um, the stun effect would, was about to end on on the Vrock's uh, turn. Um, and Zariel uh, lands and, and turns to... Uh, where is she going? She's going she's gonna to turn to you, Beatrice, and say, uh, Olanthius, uh, secure the perimeters. What? 
perimeters. We don't know if there's more coming. There might be the dregs of what have followed Yinagu here. Beatrice nods and says, uh, all right, we'll, we'll do. Um, and we'll, but before running off, we'll bend over and cast Cure Wounds on Sevia. If I can find my spells. There it is. Um, she's going to cast it at, she's going to use her last second level slot. And see if it gets fifteen points of healing. Is that me? Yeah, that was me. Was that me? So fifteen, 15 points. Okay. Yes. Um, let's hope that that was the last of them. say what is the meaning of this get us out of here right now quite strides off angrily <laughs> towards Zariel yes yes I mean uh, thank you very much for taking out that thing but um can we leave now Harriman Vanus what is this Obstinance. You have sworn duties as hell riders to protect these people from the infernal and fiendish hordes. I did no such thing. What are you talking about? That's not my name. What's going on here? Harriman, have you been possessed by some sort of demonic insanity? Excuse me. <laughs> Beatrice calling back over her shoulder is like, we are not ourselves. We are part of illusion. That's part of what we are doing here. Conrad, she think we else. She think we else. She think we other people. She thinks we're part of her crew. No. Yes, I see. Great. Oh, good fight there. You were very helpful, Miss Ariel. We will do this. Yes, absolutely. Like, heel turns. <laughs> and, like, under his breath, it was a faulty issue. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I would sign up for a fucking play. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we have to try to be in character for these people? When does it finish? We haven't been given, given, even been given a time. No, no, I mean, I'd hope by now we pass the test. It is one. Must be. Well, that's just where we are now. Oh, I really hope uh, not. You see, um, in reaction to Beatrice's words there, you see something kind of click in, in Zariel's eyes. It's like, this is... And she looks momentarily at you, Sevia. Um, is this your doing, Gail? Well, I guess 
You wouldn't know, would you? You're not really Yale. I may not be Yale. Unfortunately for otherwise, I would be able to tell myself off for this one. But yes, this is Yale's doing. Can you tell me why? Why have you been uh, sent here in this illusion, as your friend says, of this day? This. What is the nature of this illusion? What is its purpose? If this is an illusion or your presence here is illusory in nature. Well, you do raise the conundrum of if we have actually been time traveled and this is all a, an illusion projected onto a real day, then this might create quite the time paradox. Uh, however, um, hmm. We were sent here to see the day idleness was saved. As there will come a time in the future when idleness is destroyed. And there is a look of pain on her face at the prospect of this village being destroyed. And she places <laughs> a hand on your shoulder and uses uh actually she's gonna she's gonna do this on everyone at adventure Beatrice still being off in the perimeter, she's not gonna use it on quite yet, but she's got enough to use this once on everyone when they're nearby. Uh, she's going to use her healing touch ability at this point on you, Sevia, to heal you for 46 points of damage. 46? Yes. I'm back up to four. Yeah. So that is 8d8 plus four. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and freed from any curse, disease, poison, blindness, or deafness. If wish had already done all that. Mega ballad. Hmm. Yes. Um, Thank you. Of course. Um, how fares Yale? If this is indeed her doing. Sevia appears to be considering her words very carefully on the off chance this is a sort of um, paradoxical illusion hmm. uh, and not a full illusion. I believe in the wake of what happened in the destruction of Idle Nest, she has become a sort of shadow of her former self. That is a shame. She was one of our brightest. She, she is one of our brightest. She is still very bright. She is the one who sent us here. With no warning, I may add, as a fellow, you know, categorically smart person, it does pay to have a few people skills, you know, tell people what they're in for. But she seems clever. She is. I, I will be sure to pass on the message and whether it will impact her at all in your time. I have no idea. Why, why this day? See, idle nesters, idle nests, say, say, 
to see the saving of idleness. We are looking to avenge it. One of our number called it home for many years until it was taken. This is part of us deciding how to enact that retribution. How was it that, this, that the village was taken? I will stand watch, I will stand guard, and I vow that I will never let it fall. A betrayer, a fallen angel, dragged it to hell. Person by person, piece by piece, murdering anyone who stood in the way. And they will take you as well, Zariel. I am sorry to say, but if we are in fact in a paradox, that does not mean there is anything we can do to prevent this outcome. And if this is a full illusion, and once the ale calls us back, then as noble as your willingness to stand guard is, it is hollow. You will also be betrayed by the person who dragged this city down. So, I have a question about that particular phraseology. Yes. Do you mean that in that, like, she has betrayed herself, or are you saying that she will be betrayed by the person who took down this city in order to uh, obfuscate the truth? Uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. She doesn't want to tell Zariel that In this that scenario, she... it is not. It is not. She there fully is... means that seeing what Zariel did to save this city, which is fly in at the last minute on a mammoth and punch mm. a demon in the face, uh, and hearing what Zariel has said, she would feel betrayed by her own actions. Okay. Uh, because the reason this, the distinction is important in this particular case is that uh, with the Solar stat block, um, she has an ability called Divine Awareness. And she knows if she hears a lie. Ah, I am not lying. No, and that is why I needed to ask. Yes. Mm -hmm. Does she carry her sword with her? Uh, she does, but she she does, but she has now sheathed it. Okay. Um, Azariel, if I may speak, although this future is. A, a terrible one. I think there are ways that you could help. You could help us to, uh, I suppose, bring back order in a way. To whom exactly would you? We have, we are in possession of your blade in a way. And 
we believe that there is some kind of qualities needed for you to bequeath it to any of us. What exactly do you think this would be? Through this, you could help restore this village. Who was it who fell? That, I'm sorry, but that is not of the most importance. Uh, we need the, uh, the blade. <laughs> Details, you know. Uh, Conrad um, finishes kind of just checking the perimeter, the, the, the inner perimeter. He's just keeping eye to see. Beatrice might be on her way back by this point. I'm not sure. But, um... Noticing four cohorts, like in our present time, we have had a saying that your sword could be both your downfall and your and your savior. Is there truth to this? What would it mean if it were? It was me that fell, wasn't it? Yes. 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 And I see I mean, that the idea of that hurts you. It pains me more than I have ever been pained. So then would you know... Would you be able to assist us in understanding, would this sword vanquish you? Would it release you from having fallen? It can do either. It has a power to it. It has a cleansing nature to it. If I have been separated from the blade, then it is entirely possible that it could um, return me to my celestial form. I see. Uh, thank you very much. And there was also the... Uh, there was a saying with the blade that the hero who becomes one with this blade exists no longer. Do you have any insight on that? The sword has a way of directing the wielder. Not controlling, but directing towards the action that is good and right. It suggests to me that I was separated from it. 
some point. So, May yeah. I? And she she offers like proffers her hand out towards your shoulder, fall to with a like a light magic that you see that's similar to when she casts healing touch on Sevia. Ah, oh, nice. Oh, um, uh, yes, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so you regain 39 hit points. Um, as she does this, Sevia's gonna, like, look over at Conrad and just kind of, she has a weird little look on her face. And she's mostly just look looking at him. And then she turns back to Zariel and she goes, Zariel, may I ask you a question? Of course. I know this is a lot. You have just discovered that you will be the reason this place falls. Yes. On the day of your safe saving of it. Do you want to, do you think the version of you that does this would want to be redeemed? I do not believe that that is my choice to make. It is a choice to consider. Will you, Zariel, if we bring you back, be able to live with what you have done? I cannot know for certain. But what I do know is that should I be brought back, I, I will spend the rest of eternity atoning for what I have done. Thank you. Through all of this, <clears throat> Beatrice didn't actually go to check the perimeters. Beatrice sort of walked as far around a corner as she could, but within earshot and wrapped her uh, cloak, nature's mantle, around herself and sort of hid because she herself can't talk to Zariel. She, she can't make herself do that. So where, where were you hidden? Because that may be important. Uh... Um, so she would have walked... Um, so where Conrad is, mm -hmm. she would have walked up uh, and if you go sort of northwards, no, other way, uh, up, yeah. yep. around. <laughs> yeah. This is very hard. Yes, this is. No, uh, back towards yourself. Okay. So where, the, where one of those is sort of hanging off the side, she would have uh, ducked up. Okay. Ducked up there, probably a little further back than that, yeah. but that's roughly where she would have been. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because if it was just the cloak, she does have true sight. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, and I, I did roll stealth. Mm. Uh, if, if you were wondering, I have to pull mm. up my 
What horrible score was it? That's a very good question. Um, would have been 26. 26. 26 All stealth. Right. Yuck. Okay. <laughs> um, she briefly offers her hand out to Conrad for a healing touch. <laughs> He keeps just periodically just shaking his head a bit. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Um, he holds his hand out. Yeah, she gentle, gently touches it to heal you for uh, 39 points of, of uh, damage, which I believe you that technically doesn't put you up to full health. If I, it doesn't. <laughs> no, you're off by Got one. Got a lot of blood caked all over him. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, and when she does it, it's like, Petrel, your sword. Yes. You're a bladeswoman. I am. So you know the qualities it possesses. I do. If it were used to redeem you, what would what would happen? How would you do it if there was someone else in that same position? Do you think it's capable of doing that? I think it is capable. But I know not how it would be done. Hmm. It requires more finesse. And I believe you are some otherworldly being. An angel? That is true. I am an angel of the Celestials. Requires something even greater than that. Interesting. I would suspect that if I were to wield it, then its good would be enough to take hold. And if I am wrong, then the sword will simply refuse to be wielded. I see. So it is a matter of hypothetically, of course, depending on if we have truly in the past or not. It is a matter of making you want to wield it. Yes. And be categorically good enough for it, shall we say. That would be my suspicion. Yes. I appreciate this. You're taking this wound rather in your stride. Which, regardless of being a figment of our imaginations or a real person, is quite good, honestly. Beatrice comes back at this point. And Carl, like, looks over at her and just, like, tries to wipe off more crusted blood off his face. <laughs> As Beatrice walks up, she pulls a chain out from underneath her clothes that she plays around with and then lets it drop, just sitting on the outside of her clothes. And on the chain are two rings. And she just walks up and stares at Zariel. 
I apologize for what to you I have done, to me what I will do. And you would be well within your rights to to slay me where I stand. And not to offer me any chance of redemption. I would not blame you. There may have been a time where I would have most definitely taken you up on the offer. But this meeting has perhaps given me a little hope. And Beatrice just looks back down. There is a flickering to you. I feel whatever enchantment brings you or your consciousness here is um, slipping. If I recall this, I will, I will attempt to keep it in mind for as long as I can. If not, then let me impart you with one final gift. Um, and I say one final gift, she technically does two things. One is use her final healing touch on you, Beatrice. Um, Beatrice puts her hand out. For 34 points of healing. Um, and she, where is this? Um, so. She uh, gives you all a, the, uh, the, actually, no, there is a question here. Tell me before you go. Would you risk everything to save others? I would. She looks at you, Sevia. Yes, I would. At you, Fall? Uh, yes, I suppose so. I mean, I have, I guess. And Conrad? I already have. Now, does Conrad perceive that to be the truth? He does. Okay. Um, so you all gain as you find the illusion dissipating around you a charm, the charm of vitality, uh, which is a supernatural gift within the... Uh, so the Charm of Vitality allows you to give yourself the benefit of a Potion of Vitality as an action. Once you do so, 
the charm vanishes from you. Um, so Potion Vitality removes any exhaustion you are suffering from and cures any diseases or poison affecting you. And for the next 24 hours, you regain the maximum number of hit points for any hit die you spend. I hope Sick to see ass. You. I hope to see you again. Good luck. That much is inevitable. See you soon. And you find yourselves back in the temple. Is the spirit lady there? <laughs> she is. She is Yale there. <laughs> Was the vision enlightening? Is that all you have to say to us? You are under no real harm. I mean, it was very painful. Celia, like, throws her hands in the air. <laughs> under no real harm. Of course, I suppose it wasn't, probably wasn't real. Mm. <laughs> Car goes for a little, little walk around. Um, just again shaking his head. Well, the, it was most interesting. You have faced many trials. Claim the sword of Zariel. I'm sorry to say you face one more. As the inscription on the dais says, the hero who becomes one with this blade exists no longer. Which of you is brave enough to draw the blade and be gone forever? Okay, yeah, look, I'm really going to need some clarity because Zariel actually said something different. Um, she said that basically the sword kind of guides you towards doing the good thing, which, you know, if I was good at swords, I would be very willing to do that. But you're making it sound very much like we're about, like, you know, one of us grabs onto the sword and, you know, like that old legend of, uh, you know, the man with the with the sword and the rock. And, uh, and then we just, you know, poof out of existence and we're replaced by a little angel with a flaming stick i hmm. yes yes i could have captured that better myself celia i just would like some clarity as to whether or not you mean a metaphorical loss of oneself yes it is a metaphor <sighs> to lose oneself to the mantle of hero Sacrifice all selflessness and take up arms against what is wrong and fight for what is right. Well, you know what? <laughs> This is exactly the kind of disagreement that I had with like the people and the monks of Kirteth. Do you really need to be 
wholly selfless to be good. I mean, that's what they do with a lot of philosophy and such, but like a lot of people that are like that are actually kind of bastards. Um, and self-preservation is a really good thing, actually. <laughs> or you're um, just going to immediately die for the next person who's in trouble. <laughs> anyway. Um, I understand oh. that. And as I understand, the blade understands that. There is no heroism in throwing yourself in harm's way for the sake of throwing yourself in harm's way. If what you are doing is truly selfless, then you must be able to continue it. There is no sense in sacrificing yourself if that sacrifice is going to lead to the downfall of others. Those who need you, those who you and they make each other better. While she says that, while Koraj is pacing, he looks at Sevia, and he tries to catch Sevia's eye, and then just looks up at the sky. And then, then his eyes kind of sit on the earring that she's wearing, and then he continues to pace while she's talking about sacrificing yourself needlessly. Sevia, <laughs> like, has been so, like, just... Hurp, 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 hurp. And when he Conrad does that, her face just drops. And then she like pulls some of the hair that's like hanging in front of her ears, like tries to cover the earring. And then she's going to look around and she's going to look at Beatrice. What's Beatrice looking like hearing all of this? I will insight check if she's hard to read, but. Beatrice is looking contemplative she's definitely thinking very hard CV is gonna go over to her and she's going to be and she's gonna lean in and just uh, say very quietly to Beatrice Regardless of the outcome, is this a mantle you wish to bear? Or is this one you want one of us to hold for you? I do not think it is anyone of yours burden to bear. And Beatrice looks up and steps forward. I will try. And you place your hand upon the hilt and lift, and the blade easily comes out of the stone. You can choose to attune to it immediately, um, and which which has some uh has a couple of repercussions um 
Sheely chain immediately. Okay. So. The first time you attune to the sword, you are transformed into a heavenly, idealized version of yourself, blessed with otherworldly beauty and a touch of heaven in your heart. Neither magic nor divine intervention can reverse this transformation. It does say your alignment becomes lawful good and you gain the following traits, but uh, we're going to ignore the alignment thing. But you will get uh, the following traits. Um, so you will have... Um, I will have to double check what of this is um, from the sword itself and what is part of this transformation. But uh, you have resistance to necrotic and radiant damage while attuned, at least. Uh, your charisma score becomes 20. Um, you sprout a beautiful pair. You sprout a beautiful pair of feathered wings that grant you a flying speed of 90 feet and the ability to hover. Um, your eyes become luminous pools of silver and you can see in normal and magical darkness. Um, see invisible creatures and objects, automatically detect visual illusions and succeed on saving throws against them perceive the original form of a shape-changer or a creature that is transformed by magic and see into the ethereal plane all within a range of 60 feet. Um, and we're gonna ignore... well... You... there are personality traits that you can take on if you would like. Um, but I will leave that up to you if you would like to take that on. Yeah, that might um, be a in-between. Yeah. sessions um, and then there are other things that the blade has some of them I have to work out because there's a random properties thing because this is an artifact um, so yeah um, you all witness this transformation of Beatrice Beatrice describe to us this idealized version of yourself Oh dear. Um. <laughs> I saw that. Um. She. Look, she grows a little taller, a few inches. She. One of the main things is her whole sort of, she's usually quite hunched and sort of very tight in on herself and she just sort of straightens up. Um, probably all of the, the white feathers she's got turn to a sleek, sleek blue, black, and she just looks all that little bit younger and a little bit lighter in herself. And the wings that would have sprouted would be just that perfect sort of blue, black sheen. Okay. So, as you all witness this transformation, um, the citadel around you explodes outward in blinding rays of light 
Um, and there is damage here, but that's for creatures that are out that are outside of the citadel. Um, any fiends nearby take a shit ton of radiant damage um, and are hurled a thousand feet away from the sword. Um, and Yale's ghost. Um, did you farewell? I wish you luck before soul fades away and passes into the afterlife, her work being complete. That's where we're going to end it for this episode. And that's where we're going to level up to 13. Ooh! Dun, dun, dun. Slightly younger, hotter Beatrice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What are we? What an episode! That's wild. Oh my god! <laughs> Have a wonderful week, everyone. Yes. See you next Thank week, you everybody. See you next week. See you. Goodbye. Goodbye.